Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. Coach, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How's the both of you? Well, we're doing great, and I'll bet you are too because you get to watch lots of basketball games in the next few days, don't you? Uh, i got a full schedule. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you probably didn't know this while you were coaching. Maybe you do now. How unproductive Americans are on the first Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament. There's 16 games on each day. And a lot of people in the office aren't doing the work they're supposed to because they watch the games. Do you watch from the time the first one comes on till the last one goes off? Not really. I, I, I watch some of some of, uh, of some games. Some games, you know, you do that. Sometimes I try to figure out which one I really want to make sure that I get a chance to watch. But uh, you know, more 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 or less during this time of the year, I, I'm pretty much in tune to. All the teams playing a little bit. Uh, like I said, the special teams I want to keep an eye on. Uh, I watch it probably its entirety. You know, we we probably before we get too much into that, we should. I know this has got to you know, hurt your hurt you too to see Mike Anderson lose his job at St. John's. Uh, I'm guessing you've talked to Mike, and what does he think his uh, next step is, or does he know at this point? Well, I don't know his next. Uh, I don't think he knows it, it, what his next step is. I certainly, I certainly have been in communication with Mike uh, all for the last really, well, it's, it's kind of I talk with him sometime almost every once once every day, just about during the season or off season. It doesn't really matter. It just calls to check and see how things are going. I feel I feel that uh, you know with the year that he had a chance maybe get to the NCAA and have some noise made. I think that was the COVID year that they, they uh, shut them down. Uh, some 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 people, the, the COVID helped, and some it, it hurt. And I think his, his uh, <clears throat> part, just getting in there, COVID happens, recruiting. Everything goes to, to seem like a standstill for a few minutes. Uh, I thought he had good good enough players to have an opportunity to make make it to the NCAA uh, uh, tournament. I think that was probably the number one thing that St. John felt that it that they that Mike could get them to do uh, in kind of quick short term. I'm guessing a guy that grew up in Alabama, played in Tulsa, played and coached in Arkansas. Probably isn't going to stay in New York City very long. Do you think? <laughs> no, I, 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 he probably ain't going to stay there. No, I, if you're asking me that question, I, I think he's out of there. I, I think he's going to have probably the choice of going back home, which is Birmingham, Alabama. He's got a lot of family there. He's got a lot of family. His wife's in Tulsa. Uh, you got to uh, I mentioned up here. He's got a son. Uh, daughter that's up here in Fayetteville. Uh, of course, they have been planning on going to, to Dallas, so 
my suspicion is that once he gets settled in, uh, he had been in the Florida quite a bit uh, vacationing, and he liked it out there. So I, I, I just don't know what he'll do in the next three, two to three weeks uh, to decide where they want to stay. Do you think he wants to coach again? Well, I, I don't think any, you know, the, you have to wait and see because I think he's, I'm going to say he's about 63 years of age. Mm. You know, and, and that's, that's really not old anymore when you think of Bayhine and, and uh, you know, those mm-hmm. guys, they last 100 years. You know, huh. So he still got 54 years to go. Well, they're, uh, they're talking about replacing him with a 70-year-old, Rick Pitino. There you go. So, so, hell, I'm getting ready to apply for me a job if Rick gets one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, if that's the case, I, I need to come out of the, the suitcase, man, uh, get, get, get involved again. But, no, I, I think, you know, again, you know, people fit uh, places a lot better than some places. You know, some guy, you know, it's just like a player. He stay plays for you or he plays for someone and he doesn't do very well. He moves to another school and he's leading school in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wonder, well, how come you couldn't have done that here? Uh, just It don't work sometimes for you. So it, to me, it, it, it's a, a game from which he's, to me, as I told him over and over again, you're one of the most successful people I know because I know where you came from. And I know how hard it took you to get where you are. And now you can walk away and not ever worry about the chances of, of what other people have dreamed about trying to do. You've done. That, that to me, is the biggest key in success. You've been there and done that. And so you've done it as a player. You've done it as a coach. I mean, you've been able to do a lot of things that others will never do. So, you know, you, you can walk. You never lost, had a losing season in all your 22 years of major college coaching. I mean, that, that's something to be said. That's remarkable. Yeah, that's remarkable. So, you, you know, there's a lot of good things that the good man brought to you. You know, the people that are close to you can see the ones that far away they will never see. Guys, we've got uh, Brent, who is waiting for a question for Coach Richardson. Brent, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. you got a question or comment for the coach. Yeah, I sure do. Thank you. Uh, coach Richardson, um, that was that was really what you just said. Um Man, that that was really well said, and uh, uh, you know you're in the same boat, you know, in terms of respect. I mean, you you are you know a legend, and what you achieved is just phenomenal. And unfortunately, you know, in this day and age, they don't reward great and good men all the time. You know, everybody right. just wants to win, and they're hiring right. very low class, low moral. I shouldn't say this, but, you know, people, they get the jobs because they win. And I think that's distorted. And just that's one of the, the you know, ugly underbelly things about Division One athletics now is some of the people that are, are glorified just because they win games and there's a lot more to life. And, and I just uh, – that was well said. And, and I really, 
really uh, enjoyed listening to that. I'll get off here. I just have a real quick question for Coach. Um, I you know what the thing that concerns me looking at Arkansas, Illinois, is is Illinois is so physical. The Big Ten is such a physical league. My question to you, Coach, is can can the Hogs offset that physicality of Illinois? Thank you. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Nick. I thank you very much. Can Arkansas offset Illinois' physical uh, nature in the game? I think is what he what he was. Yes, saying. that, that was physicality. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think so. I matter of fact, I got him. I got the Razor back by seven, uh, and, and I, I only based that on the length, the 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 part that uh, Arkansas can cover the floor a lot. It'll be to me easier because it's so, so much bigger. Then you know, I, I just don't know the style in which they want to approach the game, but but for physicality, uh, I think the Razorbacks got uh, a few players on their team that can get a little physical also, and, and still stay within in, in the, the rhyme of the game. Uh, so you know, you, you hear all this about they can't shoot and they can't do this and they can't, but there's so many things they can do. And so I'm I'm basing the the wins on the can can do. There's a lot of things that other teams can't stop them from doing. And so you know it works on both sides of the fence. Uh, uh, physicality is one one aspect of the game. Uh, how will the officials call the game? You know, there's there's many games in a game. There's the game that I just mentioned with the officiating. There, that's a game. Uh, how's it going to be called? Are they going to let us play? Are they going to call every foul? What what is is, is those kind of factors? So how long are they going to let them stay in the three second lane? I bet you there's not very many fans watch the three second lane. Some people go in there <laughs> and, and they they make tortillas and enchiladas and they, they make everything in there. You know what I'm saying? Damn, he he don't never come out of there. Uh, but they don't blow it. I, I think I saw two. Three second calls. I'm saying, my God, uh, you know, physicality becomes more powerful if you can stay more than three seconds. Okay, so I mean, it's it's a lot of things. There's a lot of parts in a basketball game, for I'm concerned, that you must go through and have a chance to win. I think Arkansas has that chance. I I, have, I think Arkansas has a chance. Not only that game, but those games that are coming up. I like it, Coach. I like it. It's always been said that very few teams, Coach, can match up with the SEC in regards to athleticism. On the other hand, it's always said very few teams can match up with the fit, back to that word physicality, with the Big Ten. They, they want to maul you, beat you up, and certainly they want to control the pace. Wouldn't you guess in this game, if you're talking about Illinois, this is the case where Coach Muss is certainly want to go, want to control the tempo to keep it from turning into that uh, barroom brawl, so to speak. Well, that's the whole to me. Is the secret to the game is who's going to pose their will on what team? I mean, gotcha. are we going to just go down and, and run, try to run our offense every time, which means we've got to work our tails off to get a shot, and then it, it's a tough shot. 
and, and we're not making shots. So are, are we going to push it and go and, and try to attack and try to be on that mode uh, as a, and, and get layups or, or get mid-range jump shots or get the, the three? Sometimes when you hit a shot, uh, uh, other guys start hitting it. You know, it breathes. It's, it's, it's contagious. And so uh, what, what hopefully the, the Razorbacks will do, that's why I say they, they need to be matched up also just because of of the Big Ten and their reputation, that's one thing. But you still got to play the game, and and I and I, and I realize that physicality is, is a part of the game. It's it's just part of the game. Controlling tempo to me is very important in games that you, you play out of your league because they're not used to the, playing the way uh, the Southeast Conference play. You know, it's more. It's usually more up tempo. Was that an advantage for you when you took teams to the NCAA, or if not, what was the secret to your success in NCAA well, tournament games? I, I wasn't very good, Rick. Right you weren't very good. Okay, stop, 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 stop. Twenty-six and twelve in NCAA tournament games. That's a winning percentage yeah. of six eight four. And I've been trying, Nolan. I've, I've looked at some coaching records in the NCAA tournament. Obviously. Krzyzewski has the most Final Fours. Wooden has the most national championships. I haven't been able to find highest winning percentages, but you've got to be up there, 6-8-4. So none of this I wasn't very good stuff. So now let's go back to the question of why were your teams so successful well, in the NCAA tournament? You know, I, I thought we were different than everybody, Rick. I really I always considered our team. We didn't play like anybody. You couldn't. You couldn't take one day and look at us and said, oh, yeah, this is what they're doing. Because, hell, I didn't know what we were doing half the time. So if you, if you knew what we were doing, you know, I had a rule that, we, you know, we trapped almost any time you went to the corner. I didn't care if, if they had the pick and roll, the pick and, and downhill and all the new terminology that is used. We did, we were close. You didn't go into no corners because that's, you know, we, we, we attacked corners. We attacked you. And, and I and I felt like I had enough players. I played my players. They played all through the year. There was no excuses really to come out when tournament time came. I thought our team during the tournament was at its best during tournament time. You know, because that's when you got to to, to play a game, take a day, and then you got to play another game. Take a day, you got to play, get away a two or three days, you got to play another game. So if you got players, legs are a lot fresher. You can tell when teams start having hard times at the end of a game, conditioning starts playing a very important part. I, I always saw no one outworked us and no one outplayed us. We might, I mean, I never lost a game. The time ran out. That's, that's the way I looked at it. Hell, if the time hadn't ran out, we would have beat you. Was the best example of what you just talked about, playing a different style, maybe 1996 that is the least experienced team you've ever had that won games in the NCAA tournament. You started four freshmen in the NCAA tournament and still won two games. Was it because of the style that the teams you played had not seen? That That's part of it. And, and another thing, Rick, that 1996 was, was the year that, that I, if I ever thought of hopefully having it back, was when we, when we, we lost out of bio. Mm-hmm. We lost our score. Yeah, uh, you know, 
we all those guys were taking them off tonight. That team, that team could have won the national championship. We still got to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. You know, so but it, but it's because of how we played. It, it, no one played like us, basically. You know, they our game I used to get a kick out of a couple of these guys that call it Hully Gully, and I call it a, a, a control riot. I said, I, I want to control riot. I, I want to have a riot, but I want to be in control of that riot. I can stop it or start it whenever I want. And I give my kids at that point in the season, I call it give them your head, give them their head. It's like the, the horse at a race. You're holding it and holding it, and now you're getting time to stretch, and you're giving his head. He's, whatever he does then, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. I, I used to believe in that, giving the player his head during tournament time. Because that's, that, that is the time that most coaches tighten up. Every, everything needs to be pinpointed. There's a, we, got, we got enough tape on this team. I'm saying, what the hell? We just played y'all yesterday. You need tape for today? <laughs> so, so, but they needed tape for us because they, they, they were confused with the, what we were doing. Coach, you I mentioned. I, go ahead. No, I, I, no please finish. Please finish. No, I was through. You mentioned something a moment ago that I, I think we don't think of it until the game is underway, and even then it may take a little bit for the game to kind of settle in to, to really understand how the officials are going to call the game. That, to me, it, it, it's an unknown variable because you go into this yeah, game like tomorrow – you have no clue. Yeah, two physical no. teams. Yeah, how are they going to no. call it? Good point. Yeah, are you going to? You, you know, they used to. This was funny. I said my coaches. You know, they come to me and say, "Coach, they give us a list of who's calling the game. Uh, uh, give us a list during the regular season." And I had a staff meeting one day, and I said, "Look, I don't want to know who's going to call the game. <laughs> I don't want to know because why, Coach? I said, "Hell, I, I won't be able to sleep, and I and I need sleep." Don't don't enter because I'm thinking about oh this guy here my God he 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 doesn't have a he doesn't have a clue sometimes what's going on or he's gotten too old he can't get up and down the floor and we're running and and, and he's walking <laughs> come on you got to run with the rest of them. so I didn't want to know that but I knew that there was a game being played the officials play a very important part of the game oh yeah if they're gonna let you play or if they're not gonna let you play. It's a, I mean, it's all judgment. I mean, you you can say whatever you want to say about the official, but if his judgment against yours, then his count more than you. <laughs> That's true. <You're> right. <laughs> That's all it amounts to. <laughs> That's why I get I get very upset when I see kids giving faces and arguing back with the official or talking to him. He's not going to change anything. <laughs> so why go through all that contortion and facial expressions? And all that stuff. He ain't gonna call it change it. That's who he, he, he called it. He gonna stand by it. And he might be wrong. Once in a while, one of them said, "I missed that one, coach." And I said, "Hell, you missed a lot of them, but that's okay." Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got you said you said one a moment ago that uh, you pay attention to. I do too. I watched the three seconds of the lane, but the one that drives me crazy, well, actually two of them. Uh, they, they, I think the officials have fallen in love with what I call the moving screen 
and I'm not sure all those are, are really moving screens, but the one that drives me the craziest is what I call cup and carry. I have asked, oh, yeah. I have asked many, many a quality player or otherwise this particular question. Name me a player, including LeBron James, who could keep their hand on top of the ball and beat somebody off the dribble. <laughs> you think about you that, Coach. What? If you oh, can't oh, yeah, cup and carry, you can't beat them off the dribble. No. No. And, and the, you know, the, the part that, that used to wear me out is the fact that we'd go to these meetings and they'd always come up with this point of emphasis. They emphasize it the first two months. <laughs> and then it's all gone. And each year they, they bring a new one in. And the point of emphasis this time, where if you're carrying the basketball, hell, every player that's put on his shoes carried a basketball. <laughs> every it, time it no now. Every Hang time. on, Coach. Hang on, Coach. we got to hit the break. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. It's time for Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. We need to say that Slim Chickens does bring Nolan's uh, to us each week. Slim Chickens, whenever everybody makes a guest appearance like this, they get a talent fee. Nolan gets that, but it doesn't go to him. It goes to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation. And those who are, are great listeners have a chance to help the Nolan, the Yvonne Richardson Foundation as well. They can do that by sending a check. It's tax deductible, 100% tax deductible, to the Yvonne Richardson Foundation, 4057 North Humount, H-U-G-H-M-O-U-N-T Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. Now, we're only going to have Nolan on a few more weeks, uh, at least this season, because basketball is nearing an end. And so this is your you're only going to have a few more weeks to hear this address to where you can help out. And I hope many of our great givers in our listening area will say yes to supporting the Yvonne Richardson Foundation because they do great work for families in need all over Arkansas and surrounding states. So uh, they've done amazing work through the years. You can help. Check the Yvonne Richardson Foundation and mail it to 4057 North Humount Road, Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72704. Coach, I'm sitting here watching. They're at the half. Fairly Dickinson is running away with the game, 45-29, something like that. But they've got uh, oh, Villanova's. Jay, uh, my mind's going blank. Jay Wright. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing stuff like that, going on and, and being an analyst? I did it uh, with the uh, – I think I only worked maybe two games in the in the historical black school. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but it was taking me Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it was taking <laughs> too much. Uh, I said, no, I don't think I want to be out that, that long. So uh, – May I did two or three games. Uh, I, you know, to me, if, if I would be able to do that, I'd have to pick and choose the time that I could work a game. And, and I, to me, I certainly would 
enjoy working if I did work them would be at home. <laughs> now with the new new deal that they can, can be at home and, and, and do a game, it, it just blows my mind. Well, they did that some during COVID. I, it, and they've done it a few times this year. I do not know why, you know, when you can, when you now can travel. For the most part, they're on location. So, Randy, are you watching a play-in game? Is that what's on? I am. I am. Okay. Yeah. Mississippi State, what, lost by a point last night? Oh, that was heartbreaking. I mean, I, I have to admit, I was pulling from the SEC, and uh, they had a great look at a three with about 2.7 or 2.9 seconds. And then they had not one but two uh, attempted tip-ins, and uh, either one would go. So mm-hmm. they fell last night. Uh, let's talk with Jake. Jake, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for the coach? I absolutely do. First of all, good evening, gentlemen. I hope you guys are doing well. Rick, great to hear you. Double R, great to hear you as always. Thank coach, you, sir. It's a pleasure and honor to be on with you. Let me Let me say this real quick. Randy, I'm about to give another slap down to one of your sponsors, man, because I went and had the chef special at Riverfront Steakhouse this weekend. <laughs> and let me tell you something. All right, I've gone in there and spent $200. I went in there with my date, spent $60, and plus we had a couple drinks. And you want to talk about a lot of food? Man, get out of here. Put me <laughs> on there. I will be. I will work for free for points. Fletcher. That was a great deal, man. That was awesome. Don't want to say thank you for promoting that. I wouldn't have known about it without you. Uh, well, thank you. Rick, man. Rick, I love hearing you in the morning now. Uh, you guys know me. I, you know, I drive the truck all around the country. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm currently, you know, you wouldn't believe it. I was I was in Green Bay last night, and I'm past wow. the new one in Russellville right now. So wow. that tells wow. you how, how much I've been driving. Goodness. Here's Did a little bit s- of this to y'all, by the way. <laughs> Did you when you were in Green Bay? Did you when you're in Green Bay? Did you see Aaron Rodgers put his house up for sale? I, I, listen, sir, I didn't even. I that's the first time I ever been to Green Bay. I wanted to see Lambo, even from the outside, but it, where I was delivering and my time frame, I didn't. I don't think I got to go far enough into town to even see it, which kind of bummed me out a little bit. But here's my question for Coach. Okay, okay. and it also has to do with you guys. Coach Richardson, I respect you so much, sir. What you did for the program, everything else. Last night we had a caller called Nancy Mike call in. Oh, I'm sorry, was it Navy (laughs) Mike? Nancy Mike. Navy Mike, Nancy Mike. All right. Well, first of all, this guy cannot uh, get through a sentence without saying, but uh, you know about 34 times in one sentence. Okay. So it takes him about two minutes to get through a sentence. But second of all, um, his point was he was trying to make a point against Coach Van Horn about being here for so long without winning a national championship. And Rick was right to cut him off, and Rick, good job on you for that. Coach, I want to hear, listen, I know your first seasons here weren't the greatest, and it took work to build up where you were going to. We got a coach also in baseball. Look, he's been there and he's been on the cusp a number of times. So he is by no means a failure. And I would like to hear your retort to and, and I'll I'll let Rick and Randy kind of expound on what he what Nancy Mike said yesterday. But 
<laughs> about the longevity of coaches in bat in 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 college sports and how long it yeah. takes to build a championship program. And thank you for building a championship team in Arkansas. And I'll tell you, sir, I'm not the best sculptor, but I'm working on your statue right now. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> God bless. All right. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. Jake, thanks a lot. Uh, man, we got the greatest baseball coach in the world he's good uh, i i don't i don't understand you know again i'm a coach i guess but but this guy i mean he's just he's to me he's just untouchable in in the field of coach i mean he he knows his guys he knows his players i mean he has got an opportunity to have a chance to win a national championship I count him in every year. Mm. That is such a, such a hard thing to do. Yeah, let me give you an example. Tulsa, Tulsa said to me, every time we get a good coach, somebody come and take him. <laughs> I said, good. He said, what do you mean good? I said, hell, that means you're going to keep getting good coaches. If they come to get them, <laughs> that's pretty good. And, and you, that's a stepping stone. Well, this guy here, how can you go against the guy that's always there? Yeah, you don't. You can't go. I mean, he could have won five if that's the case, or six. But what about those guys who never get there, and never ever, and and are considered great coaches, and maybe win one championship? Uh, but if you look at the record, they didn't win the the, the right game. Mm-hmm. That ain't. That, that is not. The, that is not the deal with our coach. You can count him in all the time. I mean that's 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 a great feeling when they go to the baseball game. The fans go to the baseball. They they don't think about losing ever. But if you had another coach that wins some, lose some, you, know, you go to the game. You don't know who's going to win or lose. But these these people go to the game. It's, it's like oh, oh well, we're going to win. We just don't know about how many. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. I, I like that. I like that part of it. Well, now, he's easy. doing one hell of a job. Hell right. of a job. He's a great coach, you know. And how many great coaches in all sports have never won a national championship? Only one team wins a year. Only one, one. per year. That's it. It's, That's it's it. hard to do. That's very hard. You know, it's hard, Rick, to get to the final four. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just the final four. You know, you can get to. I mean, it's hard to get to the elite eight, sweet sixteen. I mean, it, as you go up the ladder, it gets tougher and tougher. To, the win that there's some coaches that are great coaches get got great numbers never been to a final four yeah you know so uh my, my hats off to anybody that that keeps your, your program in a position as long as you're in that position you got a chance and that's that's what it's all about giving the school the players the coaching staff a chance to win Uh, Okay, gentlemen, let's talk to J.K. J.K., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Coach Richardson. Yeah, I got a comment. You know, Coach, I'm pissed because your style of basketball fits so well with the Razorbacks. And right now, all this analytical bullshit, excuse my language, I miss the days when you just run a damn team to death. Chris, 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 I don't understand what the heck's going on with these analytics out here when you got 
10 or 12 guys on the bench and you only play seven or eight, it, it just don't make no sense because I remember when you played almost everybody on the bench, it all hang up and listen. Thank you, Jack A. What, what I could hardly hear this. Well, he's basically he he's, he's complaining about analytics so taking over the game, and he was complaining about the fact that Arkansas doesn't play its whole team. They only play six or seven. So you can ponder that because we hear the music, and we'll ask you that when we come back. Okay. Hey, Jack, Coach. All right. One more segment with the coach, 501-661-1037. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks again to Slim Chickens for making the coach possible. Drop Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network, our final segment with the coach, Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks once again to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas, now including Jacksonville. Do want to remind you that Double V's is your Final Four headquarters. That's right, Final Four headquarters. I don't know about being able to watch a game there, but uh, you certainly can get all your favorite beverages, and you can get Chester's Chicken, Big Rock Pizza. So as you settle in to watch the game, you can... Enjoy all the trimmings that you'll find uh, from uh, Double B's and Chester's Chicken or Big Rock Pizza. Try them both. Love them both. And that's something that uh, it's hard to beat when it comes to just being able to sit down, enjoy a great meal, but you're in the comfort of your home and know that you're going to be extremely happy and satisfied. Don't forget also if you're in the Clinton or Cabot area, Stop in for some Baskin-Robbins ice cream. And then if you're over in the Rosebud area, be sure to stop by. Check out that hot plate lunch. And if you're hungry for a burger, you'll find uh, you're not going to find much, much better than what you'll find there at Rosebud. And you can also get homemade pies. Don't forget, it's Double B's, your Final Four headquarters, where you gas it, grab it, and go with Double B's. And uh, one other bit of advice um, tomorrow night, there's a huge concert going on uh, at Simmons Arena in North Little Rock. Luke Bryan is performing. So, if you're wanting to make a reservation at the Riverfront Steakhouse for tomorrow night, you better get it in now because uh, they are going to be loaded. And I say loaded, they're going to be with their... When the Eagles were in town, if we'd had a reservation, ain't no way. So just keep that in mind, 371-9000, Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Coach, right before the break, J.K. was asking you about playing a seven-man rotation as compared to what you did. You used the entire bench in some cases. Well, you know, first of all, I think every coach has a philosophy of how he wants the game to be played. And all these years that he's coached, he's probably played seven to eight players. Uh, that's that's what he believes in. And and I, you don't you can't go against a person that's very successful against the way he feels the game ought to be played. I, on the other hand, had to experiment. I started in the seventh grade, and eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth 
grade, whatever. You, you just name it, I was there, you know. And so uh, I got more use out of the kids that I played more of than I did with playing less number. At times, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, all my teams were not just press, press, press teams. Some of my teams ran zones, and some of them were very well. Some of the teams were good man-to-man, and some of them were match-ups. And, but, you know, you can hang your head on how hard we played. I think that was the biggest key, how hard we played. And and, and, I, and I see that in, in Muscle's kids. They, they play hard. You're gonna, you know, you might not win them all, but you're gonna be right in every every game. And his style is what he believes in. My style is what I believe in. And that's you chalk it up to that. You know, you you live and die by whatever you believe. Yo, coach, coach I, I don't think I ever remember your team playing zone. I didn't. I didn't even know that you realized what a zone was. Oh, yes, yeah, our matchup zone was a monster because it yeah. looked like it was a man-to-man. That's why I was saying to you, you you didn't know what they were doing. Hell, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I, knew the guys, I knew the guys that we were playing didn't know what the hell we were doing. So, hey, I, I got I had to, uh, you know, that's the part that made me feel so comfortable playing my style of basketball because Eddie had done such a fine job bringing it down play. Uh, had always called keep away. You know, you, you pass to him five, six, ten times, and he passed to you, and the scores are very, very low. I was just the opposite. Let's go score. Let's go play some defense. Let's let's go block some shots. Let's go jump. Some, you know, let's do things and, 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 and still win the ball game by having to play everybody that's got a uniform on, basically, always played for me. And that way, all of us lost, all of us won. It ain't the guys, the five, six, seven guys that won the game. The other four just sit there. They're practice players. They don't get to enjoy that. If you're a part of the loss, you feel just like we do. We lost. You know, Coach, your teams have won in the NCAA, except for 96 when you did start the four freshmen because of what happened during the year were always experienced. You had guys that had played in the NCAA the year before, and it carried over. Is experience less um, important now that we're seeing so many one-and-dones in college basketball? Or it's not the same. You know, you, know you, you could count on what's going to actually happen. And, and today it's so different in, in the fact that kids are so free to go to another school immediately and play. Uh, I, I just don't think sometimes you can't force or push them to play in a style that they don't think will get them to the NBA. Uh, the NBA has taken basically over. A college game is not a college game anymore. Not in my eyes. It's uh, uh, who can get the best players and no matter where you get them from. Unique experience. Okay, I'm being told now that Blake Shelton is um, <laughs> okay. Good thing you clarified that, huh? Well, I just went by with the information that was given to me. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So I apologize, Kimberly. It is Blake Shelton. There she said go. Blake Shelton. Stupid. Okay, I'm stupid. <laughs> uh, this from Jerry. Um, 
from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Says, Coach, did the NCAA ever give you an explanation why Jesse Pate and Sunday Adebayo were ruled ineligible? Um, my heart. I mean, they, they, the only thing they could not find anything actually. So we were held hostage for about sixteen, seventeen months. That was the that was that was to me the crushing of trying to start again because I was. Rec- we had the number one recruiting class coming in that year. Mm-hmm. And we finished with a 316 with that going on. Now the next year we, we can't recruit because we don't, we don't watch for probation. And we haven't done anything. And those two kids go. And, and I think through, uh, when, when Adebayo planned to sue the NCAA, they gave him another year back almost. <laughs> yeah. So he, he ended up playing against us. And with us, he, he and he and he won both sides. He was on. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. So pretty amazing. I mean, I, I I sometimes look at the, the what happened there, boy. That that kind of turned the table. We could not recruit any more junior college players. That was told to me. And and and, and I couldn't I couldn't answer. Be aware, uh, be with that because I was a high school, I was a junior college player myself. I was a junior college coach, and I had junior college players. So I had been with junior college all my life. I knew that you could go out and find a guy like Lindsey Howe. God rest his soul. You know, junior college player. You know, we we were very fortunate to come from a junior college. And I brought four kids from junior college with me and win the NIT in the first year. Junior college play. Mm. You know, they had a, a bad, bad name or reputation that they they undisciplined. They couldn't do this. I had no problem with junior college play. They all graduated. That came out of the junior college. So. It, it, to me, it's 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 a new game, and the, the NBA is, is probably is going to benefit from it. I don't think the colleges are. Well, I know the money is crazy. If nothing else, the money's definitely crazy. Coach, oh, as always, a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Coach. And it's Coach Nolan Richardson. Thanks to Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. 